Hello and welcome to Priceless Voices. I'm John Price. I hope to share family and friend voices that I have recorded or collected. The majority of these voices will be members of my family. For this first episode, I'll be sharing a recording of my grandfather, Mervyn Price. This recording was made at his Culver City home sometime before his 83rd birthday in 1991. I'm not sure who conducted the interview, but I'm very glad that it exists. I know it is someone he knows from church. I believe they are interviewing him for a church genealogy event. The sound quality is not perfect, but is great to listen to if you know him. I was surprised by the fact that until this recording, I had never noticed how much the sound of his voice tells about his Utah childhood. I clipped out a few minutes towards the end when they start to name check people they know from church. Okay, your name is Mervyn Benjamin? Price. Hmm. And it's Welch? Price is Welch? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Uh, why were you given that name? What, Mervyn? Uh-huh, Benjamin. Well, I named Benjamin's after my dad. Your dad? Okay. And Mervyn was my grandma. I had a friend that was something in the church that she liked, so they named me Mervyn. Oh, I This is a long time ago. And uh, you have uh, Utah Pioneer ancestry. Yes. A lot of them up there. Oh, do you know some of the names or where they settled or how they came across? Well, I got a book over there to tell you all that stuff, <laughs> but I don't remember. You have, you have a, a history? Yeah. My grandpa was had been on three missions. They come from Denmark. Okay, what was the name there? What was his name? Uh-huh. John J. Plowman. Denmark. Was he a convert from Denmark? No, I. I think he. I think he was. Uh, I think his parents come from Denmark. I think he was born in Utah. Uh-huh. And I don't know much about them. But he went on a mission there. Yeah, he went on a mission when he was young, and he went on a mission, and then he went on a mission when he was up in his fifties. Oh, ah. Went on three missions. Uh, where did uh, your people settle? My pre- my my father's people was from Milad, Idaho, uh-huh. and my mother's father and mother's from Smithfield, Utah, and but my great great. Grandma, she come across with the pioneers, and they was in Salt Lake City. Uh-huh. So. Now, what was her name? Anderson. Oh, that's my maiden name. Is that was that Danish, Swedish? I think they're Danish. Danish, S-E-N. Mm-hmm. Was she converted? To- Back east or back in the old country? Oh, she come across the. Well, she was just, uh, already a Mormon when they come across the, the Pioneers Club in Salt Lake. Uh-huh. She was one of uh, uh, four wives. My 
great-grandpa. I met him and I met her. She was out in my place a couple of times, mm -hmm. or out to my mother and dad's place. And uh, I don't know how they got converted. I probably got the history in there with in that genealogy. Uh, but uh, I don't remember. Well, were they one of the early saints? Were they in La Blue or mm -hmm. they were there? Yeah. I think she was around 40, my great-grandma was around 40 years old or so when they come across Salt Lake. I don't know whether there's anything in that book about her or not. I haven't read it all. My uh, uh, niece, a couple of years ago, she got a history of all the children, you know, I have. Uh, there's eight and my brothers and sisters, and one sister has died, and the rest of us are all still alive. So there are eight in your family? There, there were eight uh, children. Yeah. One up Where one. were you? I'm number one. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, my baby sister died four or five years ago. But the rest of us are still alive. Mm -hmm. uh, Four of us was born in, or no, six of us was born in Utah, and we came out here in 1922. And then I have two brothers that was born out here. What brought you to California? Well, my dad just came out here and got a job, and then we all moved out. My oldest brother and myself came out with him, and it took us three days to get here from Salt Lake City. And then my mother and the, and the three girls and my brother, baby brother, he was a baby that time, came out here on a, on a train. And we lived over on Normandy and 54th Street, on the sticks then. <laughs> and we moved around. When we came out here, there was only one ward. West Adams Ward. West Adams. Now, what was the year you came out here? 1922. 1922. Only one ward. Mm hmm. So, you've really seen the church grow. Yeah. Then we went to, we lived in Ingle, Inglewood. And there wasn't even a ward in Inglewood. We used to have the missionaries hold a Sunday school, and, and then they become a Inglewood Ward, and that was held in the women's club over there. Hmm. And then I went to Salt Lake and lived for eight years, so it, a lot of things happened. <coughs> and my uh, oldest son, Kurt, he's a state president of Canoga Park State. He was uh, Less as a baby down here in Mar Vista. Oh, the Mar Vista War. Yeah. 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 But do you have any family traditions or tales that have been handed down about your parents, grandparents, going back? Or no. What they were involved in or exciting things that might have happened to them? 
Well, I guess there was a lot of them, but I don't remember. <laughs> I know it was exciting for us when we moved to California. I don't know how my mother did it, but, you know, we didn't have any furniture or anything. We used to eat on apple boxes and stuff like that, and it was muddy and everything. It, everything out there. And it, uh, she, she was a goer. Of course, my dad died when he was about 73, and she lived about 10 years later. And Are all your uh, brothers and sisters close by, or are they all scattered? They're all... Uh, I have one in Paradise, California, his sister, and I have a brother in Las Vegas. The rest of us live here, Redondo Beach or, or uh, let's see, Kenny lives in Redondo, they all know. So you usually keep in pretty good touch with them then? Oh, we have family reunions twice a year. On Easter we have one. And, and Christmas, mm -hmm. uh, we take <clears throat> take turns on Christmas. Do I have a, a reunion now? So whoever I was in charge here before last, so we had to rent a place out in in Woodland Hills, a big place out there, so we could all get together. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How many's in the family? Have you ever taken account of? Uh, you mean brothers and sisters? Brothers and oh, sisters. Oh boy, no. Nephews and nieces. And no. All the cousins. It just no. gets growing, huh? Oh yeah. My second sister, she must have four of herself. Okay. And in my family, I have uh, eleven grandchildren. And five great grandchildren, and another one on the road. Of course, I never got married till I was 28. My brother, he had three children, and my oldest sister, she had two. And there's a lot in her family. Her uh, daughter lives out in Thousand Oaks, and. And they have uh, six kids, and, and then they, they're a lot of them married, a lot of them in BYU. I have uh, three sons, or no, two sons in BYU, two grandsons in BYU, and a granddaughter, two granddaughters out there. Oh, yeah. Then I have another grandson that went up there to go to Utah University for an education. He decided that he wanted to be a mechanical engineer because he was a makeup man for the studio. So him and his wife moved back there going to school. And they, got, they got a kid and they got another one on their own. What seems to be the tradition of uh, occupations in your family? There's no actual traditions. No, sometimes, you know, in my family, everybody's a teacher. Yeah, just no. Seems to... Well, in our family, 
I worked in the studio for 42 years. I see that, MGM, for 42 yeah. years. Wow. And Kenny, my, one of my brothers, was in the construction business. He was the head of Mori Construction Company up here. And then he got my other brother over there, and they both retired. They retired when they was around 60 because they had the terrific pensions. They're both retired, and they're not too old. Uh, Kenny, I, Kenny was 70 like, last month. Well, these 42 years at MGM, is there anything that stands out that you remember that you uh, thought was a, a unique thing that happened? Well, all the, all the movie stars I met. <laughs> mm, is there any favorite one you had? Yeah, Barbara Stanwyck. Barbara Stanwyck? Robert Taylor. Myrna Loy, Gene Arnold, Lana Turner. Oh my goodness. Well, I can name it. <laughs> this is all the ones from MGM. Yeah, huh? oh, that's only a few of them. Yeah. They had 50 on their contract there. Uh huh. Spencer Tracy, uh -huh. Clark Gable. My favorite was Robert Taylor, and, and, and favorite woman was Myrna Loy. Uh, why? Why was that? Well, she's such a wonderful woman. She's so easy to get along with. Uh -huh. And I worked in quite a few pictures with her, with her and William Powell. They made that. Oh, the thin man. Yeah. And she was, uh, she went to Venice High Venice School. High, that was her that modeled that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So she was one of my favorites. Uh-huh. And she was, she was a lady. A lot of them were, were temperamental, but she was real. And Barbara Stanwyck was great, too. Of course, I guess Lana Turner was one of my favorites. Because <laughs> she, she came there, she was, well, I guess she was 18, 19 years old, and I worked a lot of pictures with her. Yeah. That says, the key grip. Now, what is that? Exactly what was your... Uh, you, you work with a cameraman. You have... Uh, Oh, so many jobs, key grip, and you have, uh, it all depends where you're on, a, what it sets you're on, or on location, how many men you have, because they uh, insure. So you're over them? I'm over, over all the grips. Uh -huh. Who are the, <coughs> there's a, moving around men? a cameraman, he's the boss, mm -hmm. then he has an operator, and he has an assistant camera, changes the, that film, when they run on a film. And he has a gaffer who's ahead of the lights and stuff. And then he has a key grip. And the key grip is ahead of, uh, of moving walls and, and making movement on the camera. You've seen these big booms and camera shots. In charge of those people. We have more jobs than anybody. And then if the sun's too hot, we have a cover to put over them. A sheet or something. What was your one of your favorite uh, pictures to work on? Well, how the West was one, I guess. That was that was interesting. One? Yeah, because I was up in uh, in Rapid City, up to Mount Rushmore, up there where all the buffaloes and stuff were. Uh huh. And we <laughs> we t t had those buffaloes. They put them up on a hill and fed them for about three or four days. 
Then we set up 16 cameras and had them come down the hill. And they were shooting different shots. Oh, uh-huh. And uh, the first shot didn't turn out, so the director says, well, we got to come back here in a few days and do it again. Well, the buffaloes went right up. They went back. Huh? They went right up because they'd been feeding them. And within 20 minutes, we shot the shot over, or maybe, <laughs> maybe a little longer, 20 minutes. Well, we shot I'm feeding buffaloes. Yeah. Huh? Well, because they knew where to go to get food. Uh-huh. They're pretty smart. Oh. Yeah. And we were on there. We had, they built railroad stations and everything else up there, you know. That's what you call a construction. We had construction people up there building railroad stations, and they set up trains like they used to do over here on Lot 2. They used to get trains and stuff over there. What was your maybe your second favorite? Well, I like to work with uh, on the Thin Man, with the Thin Man series. series, and and when I first uh, started that, what was the name of that picture Clark Gable was in? That goes to show you, I can't remember. Uh, the well, big one. My mind's the gun with the wind. Yeah. <laughs> but I was just, a, just started there when they made that. And they made most of that right up here on Jefferson, where it's all buildings up there now. That's where the main uh, Atlanta was, for all the buildings yes. and stuff up there. When we came down here, we used to go and see the old uh, lots. You know, you would get up high enough on the highway to look over the MGM lots. And they were doing Ben Hur when we moved down here. And they, they had a lot of it set up for Ben Hur. Well, they, <coughs> they made two Ben Hurs. One of them was mostly ever made in Italy. The one with Charles Heston on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we did some cover-up stuff for that they'd missed over over in Italy, so I worked a little bit on Ben Hur, and then another picture. One of the first ones I worked with was uh, Mutiny on the Bounty. Oh, Clark Gable. Clark Gable. <coughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. I'm trying. I'm looking at your date of birth now. How old are you? I have to figure that out. In August, you're going to be what? Eighty-three. Eighty-three. What uh, historical events do you remember? It says you said you had, uh, I pulled this out a little ways, um, World War. He says about the World Wars. I says World I was. From World War. World War One up. Uh, okay. See, I was. Uh, and the Depression, 1929. Yeah, oh, yeah. I was in Salt Lake then and lost my job and everything. And there's the mission of Tom. Yeah, the depression really hit. I was talking to Brother Childs and his uh, parents. And they lost their farm. Well, my, my lad, dad lost his job there. He was in the construction building. Lost his job. And they were out to, he and all the kids. Of course, I was in Salt Lake. 
they were out selling manure and stuff like that around and different things to make a living while it was on. It's, you know, there was, uh, at that time, I think there was seven of them at that time, six or seven. Because I was away and I, I lost my job and I went on relief in Salt Lake City. And then I came back here in 32 and started at MGM. Yeah, I know my music teacher, he has back to speak to Salt Lake. There was nothing for music teachers. Nothing. I was working for Salt Lake Transportation Company, and they uh, laid most everybody off. What uh, fads uh, do you remember living through? Uh, things that you've seen change, like clothing or medicine, transportation. What? This is a changing things like uh, how we talked about uh, Olaf's brother Charles. We talked about mustard plasters. You know, <laughs> you never hear about it anymore. <laughs> oh, the, all those things. Huh? Uh huh. Well, you can say a lot about medicine uh-huh. <laughs> and the different things that that uh, they used to do, and you can say a lot about uh, what a woman like my mother had to do putting up there the, uh, bringing the kids when they was living in Utah we didn't have water in the house we had toilets out in the back mm-hmm. pots under the bed at night mm-hmm. and we finally got water in the house and then we got electricity I remember that because I was a kid young kid at the time and I've always said how my mother ever put up with it, I don't know what she did. Yeah, that was, they really worked, didn't they? Oh, yeah. Because oh. uh, I know something, see, I was six, seven years old, and I, my granddad had a, a big farm there, had sugar beets and peas and stuff like that. And I had to go to work for him. Six and seven? Yeah. Sending sugar beets and chomping hay and driving the cows and things like that. Oh, when I lived there at Jordan High, they took two weeks off when the sugar beets arrived and all the kids went to the field. Yeah. They, uh, they, uh, thin the sugar beets. Mm-hmm. See, they always t- start their schools uh, earlier back there and finish earlier. That's mostly for the sugar beets, the reason it was done. And even if uh, if it didn't come around, they'd, they'd let you out of school, too. Yeah, we called it uh, beet vacation. Yeah. And if you work in the beets, you're at your excuse. My mother wouldn't let us. And so there would maybe be only about four in the classroom yeah. because everybody else was in the field. That's right. Yeah, it's a lot different. What type of uh, childhood games did you play growing up? Oh, I used to like to play baseball and all kinds of things like that. Because I didn't have much chance to play. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'd have to do work when I was a kid. Yeah, the oldest, 
Yeah. I remember milk cows. started milk cows when I was young, too. And like I say in, over there, I says, I decided then I would never be a farmer <laughs> when we come to California. You, you take that book down and read all my <laughs> words about it. What type of work did you do on the farm? But you remember, hey, you got her knocked out. Chomp hay, thin sugar beets, top sugar beets. Milk cows. Milk cows and dry the cows. See, we had pastures. It was about three or four miles from the barn. We'd drive, drive them out to the pasture and bring them home at night. Mm-hmm. Then later on, they started to, they got wise. They left the cows in the pasture and they take a truck out and milk them out there, you know, so you wouldn't have to drive them back and forth. Yeah. Took them quite a few years to get smart like that. <laughs> well, I guess it was tough to milk cows if you didn't have a stable or something for them. Yes, it, and it took the transportation, yeah. too. And then another thing I remember, my uncle was to work for the... Was a seal milk company, some milk company. And then farmers used to have great big tin cans that they'd put their milk out in front and they'd pick them up and take them to the, the milk factories. We had a milk factory right there in Smithfield. And we also had a pea factory. And we also had a cheese factory, or a sugar factory. Where is Smithfield? Seven miles north of Logan. Oh, in that area there. Yeah. Close to the. Idaho line. It's called Cash Valley. There you go over the hill to Logan, and then you're in Cash Valley. Hiram and Logan and Tarnish and all those small towns. Did you have any narrow escapes, sir? I fell off a horse. (laughs) 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 A lot of different things, you know. Used to, well, he used to put up hay and have a draw it along with a rope down the horse, pull it up, and, and then they'd dump it up there. Mm-hmm. That, that, that broke one time and fell down, and I was riding a horse, and boy, we went like that, because I didn't fall off. But my uncle was putting the hay up in the roof, and all, the hay all fell on him. It didn't hurt him. <laughs> the way they used to do those things. I grew up in a farming area, and uh, I wasn't on a farm, but my friends were on farms, and I thought it was the most fascinating thing at uh, harvest time, threshing time. Yeah. You know, when they bring in all those hands and all the machines. Yeah. And, get, and, I, and then I saw that mother that would feed them all. Yeah. Oh, I never, I've never seen so much food in my life as when they would call the hired hands in to eat and see them gobble that food down. <laughs> That's that's another thing that you brought up about my grandma. Boy, I didn't know how she did it. Of course, mother used to help her, but they, like you say, they had all these farm hands in there. And, and, and it they, wasn't just one loaf of bread. They had oh, oh. they had they they ate about twelve o'clock. Yeah, you know. Uh, I I remember just sitting there, just amazed, and the children did not eat. They were off. They yeah. had to wait until the hired hands and, and the you know yeah. the workers were fed. And I remember watching that and being so amazed on how much they could eat. Oh, 
Well, you see, the farmers, they all had rule had to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and milk. work hard. They did a day's work before they started to harvest, milking the cows and stuff like that. It was, uh, like I said, I said in my thing there, I'll never go back to the farm. I didn't. But I still have uh, uncles up there. I got two uncles left, and uh, I don't know. They're having uh, 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 John and, and Mary Plowman a reunion up there the 17th of August. I may go up, see who's left first. I don't know many of them that's left, but I have to get acquainted with their kids, you know, because I haven't been back there in 10 years. My wife and I used to drive back there twice a year, because her folks are from Salt Lake. How long were you at the temple? I was eight years. I, uh, my wife was sick, so I took time off, and I've never been back. Boy, it's tough when you lose your memory. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, still run down, don't they? Yeah, well, you've about had it. i got to get ready. Oh, <laughs> what time do you leave? So you can give me ten more minutes? Yeah, I'll give you ten more <laughs> Okay, it says you're three accomplished, you're a product. Tell me about your wife. Well, her <clears throat> her parents are very religious. Their name is Heiner. They're German people. And they were very nice. And Cleona, she had uh, things happened to her. She had a problem. I don't know. It seemed like it happened to us, three or four of the younger people in our family they had mental problems. We had to put her in a in a place for oh, three or four months. Then she came out of it all right. She came home, but she was sick. I guess I took care of her for about ten years. She'd been dead seven. She'd be dead seven years. And how did you meet her? A dance or something in Utah. Yeah, we used to go to three dances a week up there. And I met her. And But it took us three or four years before we got married. That's around the Depression time, you know, 28 or something. Then I came back home and she come down here, her and a couple of girlfriends, to visit. And I asked her if she wanted to marry me. She decided, yeah. So I went back to, her parents didn't know, my parents didn't know. We went back and we eloped out of Toilet, Utah, in the middle of the night. <laughs> and then, oh, how do you spell her name? C-L-E-O-N? C-L-E-O-N. And her, and her maiden name was? Heiner. Spell H-E-I-N-E-R. Yeah. And you had two sons? Yeah. Kurt. He'll be 52. Is that K or C? C-U-R-T-I-S. Curtis. Curtis. Mervyn Curtis Price. Mm -hmm. 
Then we had Randy. You knew me. I knew Randy. Randy was uh, with the Browns. Yeah. Remember when he went on his mission to England? Yeah. He's up in uh, Elk Grove. They got five kids. The oldest one is 18, just graduated. Can you imagine already 18? Wow. Now, how many children does Kurt have? Kurt's got, uh, well, six. And Randy has five. Kurt has uh, three boys and three girls. And one of them just got married and the other one's going to college up in Provo. And April, she's the oldest. She was 30. Uh, she got married. She's got three beautiful daughters. And John... He's 29, I think, 28 or 9. And he's the one that's going to Utah University. And he's got uh, one little daughter. They were out here last week, and I went over to see him. And they got another one on the road. And Jason, he's, he's got one kid, and he just graduated from BYU. And he's working in Salt Lake City for some big company. And Jim, he just returned from his mission about a year ago. He was in Scotland the same time the Browns was. And he's going to BYU. You know, it's funny how family's intertwined, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it looks to me like they're all going to live in Salt Lake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have a picture of yourself that I could use? Doesn't matter what age. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a poster. That's what I was wondering. I I return it to you. I doubt it. I'll try and see if I got something along with the movie line. There's a picture of mine. Well, this is good. <laughs> One time, my dad wasn't home. Pipes were frozen in the basement. Uh, believing I was doing the right thing to help my mother, I wrapped the pipes in newspaper and then lit a match to the papers. Thankfully, we were able to put out the fire before, before it burned the house down. The earth around our house in California was clay. My mother had a terrible time keeping the house with her children clean. She was always a fanatic about cleanliness, so I don't know how she quite I don't know how she handled it so well. I fell in love with Cleone Heinrich, daughter of Russell Martin Heinrich, and Mary Agnes Littlefield. Oh, that is neat. 
get out. Andy Lamar? Good friend. Oh, I, can I borrow one and put it on your display? Sure. Let's see, who would they know the best? Well, you got a lot up there. Just go down. Let's go down. That one of Penny Lamar's. Oh, John Hodiak, he was a favorite of mine. He didn't last one. No, he died. Oh, is this? What is it? looks it? like a yellow origin was a thin one. Looks familiar, but I can't read the thing. Mm -hmm. But hey, Lamar was the one that. Oh, you got to have Robert. That's your favorite, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Okay. You can take them all in the morning. Do you have one of Myrna Loy or? I doubt it. It's Norma Sherry. That's the guy that's. There's Norma Sherry. Ah. Oh, this is where you were working? Did not they have you there? It's me. Oh, can I take this one? Sure. Okay, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to put, put some splits in paper so I won't bloom or anything. Yeah, I'll just okay. slide them in. No problem. This is oh, this looks like, oh, this is, uh, my kid, he came back to James Garner. There I'm here, too. Oh. There they are. What do you know? And there's, boy, this brings back all these old friends of mine. Want to take the whole book? May I look at him? Sure. Uh, you take it. I will put up a display. Let me tell you. This is fascinating. Yeah, you just take it and then you can bring it to church or something. Okay, what I'll do is, as I'll go through it, then I'll bring it right back to you. Maybe this afternoon I'll give you a call first, because I don't want to... Well, don't bring it back show. today. Okay. Oh, I can come down. I can come down. Hey, you want to take that, too? May I? Sure. Oh, fascinating. Thank you. And then you've got all go. the history of my grandparents and stuff. Uh-huh. Oh, that's... Well, thank you very much. That's all there is to it. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you'll come back and listen to some other Priceless Voices real soon. <laughs>